This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. What a time. Neil Warnock rolling back the years. Ronnie Jepson fist pumping in front of a town end and Neil Warnock's barmy army ringing around the stadium. Glorious. And I missed it because I had to go to a little kid's birthday party. But anyway, uh, I'm joined by the best keeper to come out of Kirk Eaton or Kirk Burton, all the Kirks. It's Phil Senior. You are right, Phil? Evening. How are we doing, man? Very good. Uh, and also a man who's on the verge of building the club for his... The use of his imagery in old town videos. It's Pozza. You're right, pal. Evening, mate. And a man who may have had hair the last time Neil Warnock was town manager. It's Richard Cozzy Cosmala. You're okay, Pozzy. How's the Twix? All good? Cozzy's just Thumbs absolutely up, started nailing a, nailing a Twix before on our first take, didn't you? And <laughs> doing the intro with some top class rustling. <laughs> so, Cozzy, I know you love a Hello. bit of Cozzy Ryoki, but we've had a new entry for Cozzy Ryoki this week, and it comes from. Dean from Upper Hopton with a song about Neil Warnock. Me with the points low, players are a no-show, staff getting mad and the fans even more so. Wave your hands to the outgoing man, Fotheringham. What a chat! I got, you got, we got everybody. I've got the players who are scared of the goal. It's time to move your body. Huddersfield Army business, can I get a witness? Every girl, every man. Cowshed, can you hear me? Riverside, can you feel me? Don't forget, kill the back. I love Neil Warnock. He is great. And he's making me feel so nice. Love me or not, he's great, and he's keeping us up all right. Yeah. 
singing in the classes, football for the masses, couple of hundred quid for some backstage passes, have a proper giggle, I'll be quite polite, but when Mark's in charge, you know we'll play right. We're bottom of the league and we've got no plan, time to move your body. If our only fucking hope is Mark Fotheringham, it's time to move your body. Running town isn't easy, people just tease me, said that I'm the wrong man. But Riverside, can you hear me? Cows check, can you feel me? Don't forget, kill the bank. I love Neil Warnock, he's great. And he's making me feel so nice. I love Neil Warnock. ask it wrong man I were protesting yesterday I didn't clap him I didn't sing a song and I didn't celebrate any goals that was my protest after Stoke <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to go I didn't even clap him at the end that was my protest man <laughs> okay obviously that's not <laughs> obviously that's not <laughs> Dean Hoyle but the work of voice actor and friend of the pod Adam Jarrell Adam of course voices several characters on the offensive podcast and if you don't listen to that brilliant podcast then I'm, I'm afraid you just can't be friends, so you best crack on with it. Right, guys, uh, this episode is always sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Thanks to Magic Rock for their continued support. And it's uh, AHTTC10 is our code for 10% off if you want to order something online. Right, guys, the return of the grandfather of the championship, Neil Warnock. So many people happy with this. Uh, there's an old overused phrase in football, isn't there, about football fans saying uh, a manager of personality gets the club, he gets the club. In this situation, you could probably say it's more true the other way around, uh, that Huddersfield Town fans get Neil Warnock. Uh, and they absolutely love what he's about, don't they? They love the aggression, the bravado, the up-and-atom style of play. And and you could say Warnock and Huddersfield are very much a hand-in-glove, uh, very much hand-in-glove for, for many reasons. The presser, let's talk about the press conference. You know, nice, light-hearted. Uh, lots of carefully created language in there in order to take the pressure off the players. Things like free hit. Um, we've only been, we've only been here for one session. We didn't expect much, etc. He seems to me, and and you talk to and you listen to what Andy Booth said and other players, and they say that he's just the absolute master at absorbing the negative and uh, turning it into a positive for the players. And I heard that he had the players in absolute fits of hysterics on Friday. Um, and you know you can tell already that some of them. Of working for him, Hungbo afterwards was was very sort of effusive in his praise, and I don't think I've seen players for Huddersfield Town say things like that about a manager since uh, probably since Carlos when uh, Sauber Thomas was quite keen on him, wasn't he? Um, but you know all that build up and then Birmingham scoring five minutes pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Troy Deeney blatantly offside, but you know there's um, it's it was almost it's it's almost typical of town season, isn't it? That you know you just had to have a quick kick of the knackers first before. Uh, we get up and running. 100 percent mate. Um, yeah, just going back to your, your comments on the uh, you know the press conference, he's, he's, he's clearly and obviously given his age. Um old school manager where they've not probably gone through or he's not gone through much like media training like they all get these days where they go out and they say 
the same old stuff, you know. It's like listening to a tale told by like a wise old man, isn't it? The, you know, you kind of do hang off a, off every word, and it's not so much an answer to a question, is it? I think you called it right earlier, mate. You said it's a bit like a story. It just, it just kind of goes off on one, and you're thinking, you know, where's where's this kind of leading to? It's not your standard set answers that that managers give these days, and I do think that I can imagine. Sort of players, certainly young players, you know, 19, 20, 21 year old, like hanging on every word because he has been there and done it, hasn't he? And he knows what he's talking about. Um, so I thought I thought that were really good and it kind of set the tone, um, you know, for, for the match really. Little, got everybody kind of back on side really from from where we were. And then, as you say, five minutes in, typically, single time we have a big match, we get a decent crowd in and, you know, we generally, something goes wrong. Um, and you, you had that feeling that when it bounced in off, off Deeney's knee, really, wasn't it? He wasn't even really a, a great striker or like that, that, you know, here we are again, you know, another false dawn, shall we say. But I think after that, I think the main thing that were that were evident yesterday after that were the, the crowd. They just stuck with it immediately. And if that had been Mark Fotheringham in the dugout when that Deeney goal goes in, the atmosphere would have been totally, totally different. Um, so literally just having Neil Warnock at the club um, yeah, he's only been there one day or whatever, but just having him there kind of brought everybody together, and you know, the rest is history, shall we say? Phil, have you? I don't think you've ever played for Neil Warnock, have you, Phil? But you've kind of, you must have been in and around players that have, and um, players at town will have probably. I imagine Neil Warnock would have been at the club when you joined as a kid, but I'm not sure if you uh, would have had any training sessions. But his legacy and people that played under him must have uh, must remember what it was like when you were there. Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I came in just just a little bit after him, I think, um, to train with the first team squad. I think they were um, Steve Francis, Eric Steele with the goalie coach at the time, and um, so we we kind of just missed out. But he's, I think, the thing that you always get from the players that played for him um, was the fact, like you said, that his his man management was was second to none, and and he kind of got certain situations, and and the players would play for him. I think he's a person. He'll probably admit that he's, he's tactically he's not uh, the most astute out of other managers. Um, but I think the, the way that he goes about bringing a team together, uh, which we've mentioned before, is, is absolutely is, is key. And I think it's 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 a great move from town, whether it was a move from Dean or, or whoever it was. But to bring him in at this time now, um, I mean, he, he he mentioned a free hit for for the next game of play, and I think it's a free hit just having him in general because. Going back to what we said about these other coaches, Fotheringham, it, 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 it turned toxic and, and a lot of people uh, turned right against him, rightly or wrongly. Who cares now? Because that's gone. Um, but Neil Warnock's going to get a little bit of grace. He's going to get a lot of grace um, because we saw on, on Saturday it wasn't a perfect performance at all, uh, second half especially. Um, but the fans give him a lot of uh, a lot of grace there and, and, and got behind the team. That just kind of shows you what kind of man he is because... Everybody buys into to what he's about. Um, you see it on the TV. You, you listen to the players who've who've played with him. You know, you look at Paddy Kenny. You, go, you look at Paddy Kenny on social media and the way he talks mm. about him. Boss, you know, it's it's quite a powerful thing that there's not a lot of managers that a lot of players could talk about in, in those certain ways, and, and they do about Neil Warnock. And I think that's what's going to be the biggest pull for for Huddersfield at the moment because he can't come in and he's not going to give. You know, he's he's not going to change the way we play entirely. Um, but with certain tactical things where it's going to be really astute. That's not going to happen. It's going to be all our mm. hard togetherness graft uh, for somebody who, who, who clearly cares about his players, uh, and that's Neil Warnock. 
Jose, tell us about the atmosphere. You, you know, beforehand, you were mentioning before we started this that, you know, the sort of the feeling, the build up and walking down to Leeds Road, things kicking off like it was the 1990s again, weren't they? And what have you. And, and there was just that energy back, wasn't there, amongst the town fans? They were amazing, Matt. Uh, I think it helped having Birmingham because there's plenty of history between us and them. So, and they brought, they sold their end out. I was quite stunned to be fair how near they got to our fans. And uh, well, I suppose that, like, <laughs> for another day, that there was some, they were incredible. There were, there were guys, I thought, are they in our end or are we in their end or whatever? It was just mad. But yeah, just going into the town before, Matt, it just felt like a, it felt like a playoff semi final or something like that. It just, there was such a vibrancy. And I think, I think it's, it's hard to categorise any age groups and stuff. But where I drink, there's a lot of people kind of 90s kids and stuff. And uh, the, the people were buzzing. The, the kind of people our age, late 40s and stuff. And and I think a lot of the young ones are kind of like, it's yeah, Neil Warnock. Your age, but your age, Cosy. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> Neil Warnock. That, that's yeah, so you've seen a lot of obviously these videos. I'm bored of getting seen these videos at the change rooms and stuff because... I, I, the one thing I was saying on the radio show I did yesterday was I think he, he's a lot more he get he should get a lot more credit than he does that QPR team that went up with some of the best football you'll ever see and the, and the Cardiff team, team as well so I think to, to adapt like he's done over the year I just want having that kind of dinosaur thing so when people would say to me you know it would it's kind of going back to prehistoric stone I just didn't see it but yeah honestly it was ace Matt just like walking down past the Vulcan and everybody Everybody was leaving early, which was quite interesting as well. Normally, you, you're coming out of your pubs at 10 to 3 and people coming in late, people not giving a shit about getting in on time, but people wanted to be there. And, and obviously, much talked about Banner that were criticised the week before from the, the car shed lol at the nail on the head, didn't they? And I know it's got Good one this national, week. A lot, it's got a lot of national media, uh, you know, kind of uh, headlines. I know Ollie Alp uh, mentioned about it in Daily Mail and, and a few other uh, journalists as well. So all that stuff were really good. But yeah, just a. Uh, a great atmosphere, great party vibe. And and like you just said, Matt, you're just thinking, right, come on, let's take this into the ground and five minutes to gone and we're one goal behind. But yeah, just fantastic. But I know people who came yesterday that have not been for a long, long time. Uh, not going to mention the names and embarrass them and stuff, but they were buzzing. They, they can't stand that for them. They can't stand what's happened with the ownership carry on. But they love Neil Warnock. So they were down there yesterday. And uh, I was saying to them last night, these people I will not name on the air, but can you come back every week, mate? Because uh, we had more chances in one game than we've had in about 500. <laughs> no, and I think that's credit as well. Neil Warnock's just had one day pretty much with them, hasn't he? And then all of a sudden the, the team have gone from one that's incredibly passive, dull. Mm. And then the first goal typifies really what is instilled in them within a day, hasn't it? And, you know, the corner comes in, Bilokovic catches it, rolls it out to Jaheim Headley, who we'll talk about shortly. He runs and then feeds Joe Hungbo. Hungbo should really pass to Radoni, but he doesn't. Oh, man, I was screaming. He cuts inside. He cuts inside and releases what we'll probably call a Hungbo bastard, wasn't it? It was an absolute yeah. slammer right into that top corner. What a goal. And do you know, he's been a shining light, hasn't he, Joe Hungbo, since he signed. He's, he's, um, he's direct, he's at it, and, you know, he's... Um, He's becoming a little favourite on the sly, I think. You know, we all quite like him, don't we, on the pod? But he's, he's I quite like this guy. There's something definitely about him. And he seems a, seems a top guy as well after when the interview. I, just, I, I think, think he's uh, tailor-made for this film. Mate, incredible. Uh, I, I run a bit of a, I don't know, picked it up earlier on, but after Stoke, I was, I was really pissed off. I got back uh, to the ground about quarter past 12 to get my car on Wednesday night. A bunch of players that didn't give a shit. I, I, I did not want to go on Saturday. And, and I know they didn't want me, but I did not want to be there. So I, I made a point. I thought, I'll go. I ain't clapping. I ain't cheering. 
and I ain't singing and I ain't celebrating. You were almost like a bit of a Valencia Ultra style there. Uh, didn't last. Ultra Come on, song. it didn't last, did it? No, no, it didn't. I didn't clap, and, I ch- and it's quite interesting when you don't do it because the place went absolutely berserk for the Umbro goal. It's just a shame you didn't see it, Matt. It was madness, mate. It was weird limbs. They yeah, were absolutely limbs on it. Yeah. It, it will, because what a goal. As soon as he hit it, we, we, have, we don't see much positive at other end, so we enjoy our goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, at our end, we don't. Again, why we're not playing to our second half, that's an argument for a, another day. But as soon as you hit it, I knew it were in. And the place went utter carnage. And Umbo's so much to like. His, his interview, Matt, when he joined, it was just refreshing, wasn't it? He yeah, kind of nice like, lad. Good lad. Yeah, some people might interpret it as that. I didn't see like that. I thought this is a guy who wants to have a bit of fun. What did he say? What, what were his exact words, Matt? We're like, I want fun. I want to get people off the seats. I can't remember, but he would stuff mm. like maybe think, hang on a minute, who are you, mate? You can't even get it. What the team? But, <laughs> but yeah, and we saw Wigan last week, Matt, didn't we? In a diabolical, it's only like a week ago that game. It feels like years, doesn't it? But the guy with the only uh, shining light, but. What a goal. And he's obviously watched videos of our other games because you don't pass the Jack Radone if you, if you want something going on on target. <laughs> so do it yourself. It's it. The place went wild. And uh, the, oh, the, the noise, man, it was just great. It, it just, I think fans don't get what it means to have a stadium. Phil's mentioned it a number of times on the pod. When the stadium is behind the team, it, it's not been that like that all season, 100% no. from the first game. From the first game, it has not. It's not and, been like that since Wagner, really, has it? No. Not really, not really. Was, Even when we were good, it was yeah. brilliant. And I was laughing because I think they're giving it to Bir- Birmingham were kind of pretty, well, not safe yet, but I think it was like, who are you and all this stuff? People were just going nuts. It was brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, I'm glad I missed it, obviously. Um, Phil, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, tell us about Hungbo because, you know, me and Cosy like this guy and Paz as well joining because, you know, a direct runner with a bit of pace really get like I say, like Cosy said, it gets you off your feet, doesn't it? It may it may not work every time, but you know, there's something about him, isn't there? There's some, there's a lot to like with your humble. He's an outlet, isn't he? It's yeah. you know, a player that's gonna that you know that's gonna travel up the pitch and, and 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 relieve a little bit of pressure for us and and you don't know what you're gonna get off him at times. You know, it's it's that kind of player that's you know, it, the the pace is electric, it scares defenders and, and what what I like about what Warnock did was, and it was really simple, um, and 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 there were a few things that, that, that you could see had been tweaked. We turned them. We, we mm. put it. You know, Oggy must have loved it because sometimes it was they were a pass on, and he just he just turned it into the corner, and these they were willing runners, and and Hungbo just just put the fear of, fear of God into him. You know, hitting the hitting the channels, that pace, like you say, you want centre halves to be turning facing their own goal. We had midfield runners running past strikers. It makes a huge difference. And, and, and I think this Humbo is going to be absolutely vital to us having any chance of staying up because he's that kind of player um, that's going to just pull something out of somewhere. And not only that, but kind of stretch teams. And I think that's what Warnock's going to want to do. And it'll be interesting to see how he utilises him, whether he, whether he puts him back wide at any point. But it really seemed to work, didn't it? The first half, the, the, the aggressive running... Um, and, and again, he's, he's skillful. He's, he's, he's a neat, tidy player. He's skillful. He's, he's going to draw defenders in, and that's what we need, really. Phil, doesn't it? It's just some of the carnage of Uddersfield Town that we've gone from a team that's got 84.6, uh, 90 minutes off the Premier League, and now we're relying on a guy who can't get in a Watford's top 18 players, a young, like, lad. Well, he can. He's, play, he's played quite a few times, hasn't he? 
this but, you know, but Matt, we're lying on a lad who played on loan for Ross County to have a chance of staying in the division. Hey, we've all got to get, we're all gonna, we're all gonna get somewhere, right. aren't we? Got to start somewhere. It's, it's, how's it got to that? It's mad, man. But you're right, though. I'm all for it. When, when, you look at, when you look at football in general, you know, um, John Russell's got a Barnsley and, and, and apparently he looks really, really, really good. A friend of mine's a big Barnsley fan and he said he's, he's a player. He says he gets on the ball, forward passing, except some people just need to move on. And they need to go and find a different team and there needs to be something for them there. And Hungbo, this is mm. absolutely made for him because when you look at our attacking options, we, we don't really have anyone who's, who, who plays like him. Um, and we have in the past. Um, so it's 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 going to be, like I say, it's going to be interesting to see what we get out of him. That goal was unbelievable. I was sat there. Oh, unbelievable. Right, right behind him. On replay, Phil, how good does it look when he just, on replay, it looks even better than it. From behind the goal. Hour. No, from behind the goal, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. From when I was sat, it was ridiculously good. Like yeah. I, I, I was celebrating more in terms of shock about how we. I mean, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my daughter said to me, "She's like, he did well with that. He's right footed, isn't he?" Says, "No, he's not." <laughs> um, but, uh, absolutely, but I was screaming, "Square the ball!" Actually, when, the, um, when you look back at the highlights, it would have been quite a tight pass to, to get it across the goal. Uh, so I think he probably made a good decision, but I was fuming until he cut his hand <laughs> and rifled it on her. Um, but two fantastic goals, two really good goals. Nine appearances for Watford this season, Cosy, as uh, it, Joe Hungbo. Matt, but, his, interview, his but, interview about Warnock were brilliant, wasn't it? We were just, yeah. we, we were, I just thought, these, these are two guys who bought in here and, I don't know. It's, it, you can look at stuff differently when you've won a game and, and this that. But I just thought, wow, these are two guys. It's almost like a cult has come into the club, and he's just like <laughs> abduct is an honourable word, but like he just transfixed people. And because let's be honest, Joe is not going to know Neil Warnock. Warnock is like thirty years ago. How old is Joe Umbo? Twenty one. He's like twenty three. I like what um, Kamara when he spoke to him after, and he had a little bit of blood on him. Oh yeah. And he said, but you've never had a bit of blood on your face before, have you? He <laughs> <laughs> will have no idea who he is. And he'll have no <laughs> Well, but he's, he's going to find out quickly. It's Neil Warnock. It's Neil Warnock, man. It's Neil Warnock, man. He's a legend. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was quite good what he said to Hungbo before the game where he was lost out, wasn't he? He tapped him on the shoulder and just said, you make me look good today, you. And then he's got yeah. out and he's done, he's done that. It's just things like that work for Neil Warnock, don't they? And it's, yeah. uh, it's just that it's just players just feel comfortable, don't they? Like, like you say, would, would under Foringham, he, he cut inside and shot because would he have felt the pressure to to pass, to do the right thing, if you know what I mean? I think the, the great thing about Warnock is that he just takes football, he strips it bare and he just he just likes football. He's like a, he's like a, a kid, but not playing as a manager. And I think he takes that pressure off. You can... You know, don't get me wrong, you know, you look at like these coaches like Guardiola and stuff like that and they implement these intricate, intricate tactics and they're working with the best players in the world. And there seems to be this thing now in coaching that everybody has to replicate that no matter what league you're playing. You see teams in League Two and League One and, you know, trying to play out from the back and stuff. And players, I mean, even at town we've tried, you know, clearly not good enough. And, you know, we've got to, we've got to keep possession for so long and we've got to, you know, work in triangles to create an opening and stuff. And actually... You don't really need a lot of that, especially when you're struggling. As you say, Phil, it goes from back to front as quick as we can. If there's no one, turn their defence and 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 play from there. You know, I think Big Sam always used to say, we'll just play in their half, play in their third. How are they going to score if balls up there? And I think one of the things that we've struggled with at town, and we've mentioned it numerous times on here, is there's, there's a very big lack of creativity in central midfield. 
And Warnock's come in and he's basically just said, we'll bypass it then. We'll just go straight over it. Let the yeah. midfielders yeah. like Og do the job. They can tackle and then just knock it forward. Don't have Og on ball for five minutes trying to pick passes because he's not good at that. So I'll tell you what, just miss him out. Go to the next man. And I well, think it just... It just it was just quick, like you say, the goal it was two, you know, a long ball for the second one and a really good counter attack. And, you know, we didn't need to pass it twenty-five times before we got to the halfway line. We didn't need to have a set unit. It was just it was a bit like a free for all and it was it was just brilliant to watch. Especially that first. Pause, tell us about uh, Kasumu at right wing back as well, because that was a surprise, wasn't it, before the game? David Kasumu, one of those players who perhaps not the most creative, but he's got absolutely bags of energy. And, you know, by the looks of me watching it back on iFollow, he seemed to be up and down all day there from right wing back as well. Yeah, like you say, Matt, another one that's probably not blessed with footballing ability in regards to picking a pass and, and doing that sort of stuff. But as you say, he gives fantastic energy. And, and when you're playing as a wing back, that is probably the, the first thing that you need because, you, as you say, you've got to get up and down. And I must admit, I was a little bit surprised that he were there, but, <clears throat> you know, it worked, so... So why not? Yeah, I thought I played really the, the key to the game, Matt, I don't know if I'm wrecking your order. <laughs> you always Ward, wreck my order, Cosy, but go on. Danny Ward, <laughs> Danny Ward was sensational, mate, and one of the biggest reasons we won the game. He's he's obviously, oh. you know, him and Warnock have got obviously past and previous, and it felt like time that you were interested. A lot of people, well, how come Ward's fit? He came out of the blue and this, that, and the other. Obviously, it may be an interesting story behind it, maybe not, but it, the fact that he's an outlet... Uh, he worked so hard. He held the ball up, brought people into play. Jesus Christ, we've not had that for a long time. And you can go a bit more direct when Danny Ward's kind of in the team and that as well. I thought he was brilliant, mate. He runs and, channels uh, well as well, doesn't he, yeah. Ward? He, he runns those channels as well. Oh, good, it makes me think that. if Danny Ward can, can please stay fit and, you know, be leading our line. I know I've talked about so much, but them, them own games coming up after after the 3-8 uh, Coventry and... and uh, Bristol City. Mate, I've got another kids' party for that Coventry game, so <laughs> so town will probably yeah. win another another kids' bloody party. It but... would be lit, mate. Danny Ward, I, I loved, and obviously it helps when Warnock knows what he can do and that as well. I think that that's good. It, it was quite funny going back to Warnock, Matt. Like I was thinking, he seemed to know about four players. They kept mentioning Oggy, didn't he? In his press conference, Oggy this and Oggy that. <laughs> but when he mentioned Will Boyle, <laughs> everyone got a good write-up apart from Wolfpack, didn't he? Oh, Will Boyle, oh. yeah. Boyle, oh, but God. I'm sure Boyle will have a chance won't he, with Neil Warnacle, uh definitely set him right. But yeah, let's uh, let's move on from Will Boyle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so half-time came, town won all, and and uh, thanks to Danny Kiran, he's, uh, he's managed to uh, put something together. So what we'll do is we'll have a break, and we'll go out with a break with uh, Danny Kiran's impression of uh, Neil Warnock. Any injuries? How can there be any fucking injuries? What a silly question, eh? Look at me while I'm talking. The second goal. The fucking first goal died. You and Chris Billy are soft as shit. You let him fucking back into your fucking day, you? And not happening? You're, you're winning fucking Latvia. You and you come off. It's no good having width. It's a fucking quagmire. Why do you just want me to run over and kick the ball? Yes! We're losing, we're gonna get that fing ball back! They're knocking it around! Don't matter whether your man goes anywhere, you're gonna get between them and get the ball back! So we're losing 2 1, second leg semi final. We let them because you're tired. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I love that from Danny. Right, we're back. And Cozzy's on his side. I think he's been K-lined by that. Um, right, guys. So second half, Jaheim Headley. Let's talk about Jaheim <laughs> Headley because, you know, the goal itself is outstanding, isn't it? The confidence for him as well. Uh, for this for this young man, so you know he takes a touch, brings it under control, and skidoosh, you know, it's, it's, it makes a wonderful ting off the post and hits the net, and the crowd go absolutely berserk. He's been oh. he's been excellent since he came in. Fotheringham uh, brought him back from Harrogate. I remember Mark Fotheringham saying he he really rated him, and you know credit for giving him his chance. Uh, came on against Blackpool, and going forward, he looked something else defensively. Yeah, they did. And learn. then why did Chico play him against Wigan? That honestly, that. I'm sorry to get on my IOS. That that was just garbage that last week. We desperately needed an outlet out wide and someone burst in there to give energy and like to Johnny Tack and he didn't. I, Chico let him down, mate, I thought right, as yeah, well. The, and again, went The Cosy Rant's coming. The Cosy Rant's coming. Yeah, no, so. rubbish though. <laughs> that was that poor management. Blackpool, you're thinking, you, you're taking a positive you know, out of that. In a back four, in a back four, I'm not sure because you know defensively in a back four is limited slightly. But if you play in a back three and a wing back, you know Jaheim Headley or Ben Jackson, you know the amount of energy they've got. Yeah, the 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 energy that they bring, it's really good. But so let's let's just wrap up on on Headley a little bit, and then we'll move on (laughs) to it, because we're just going to say this is a guy who you know let's 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 give him his props because this is a couple of years ago he was released by Millwall. Um, you know, sort of discarded, one of those discarded young lads, you know, similar to Eberet Chiesa, who's gone to Crystal Palace, discarded by Millwall as well. Um, you know, he'd gone out on loan, he'd come into Huddersfield, it hadn't particularly shone, I don't think, in the academy. I think that's maybe fair. He'd gone out on loan to Yeovil, didn't really impress that much. But this season, you know, he's, he's worked incredibly hard to get himself into, you know, into good shape. And he's gone out to Harrogate and he's done extremely well at Harrogate. Harrogate fans absolutely adored him there. Uh, And even Bradford City fans loved him, didn't they? And Bradford City were really hopeful that they bring him in on loan and, you know, a lot of energy and excitement. And that goal is absolutely superb. You know, he he shows great speed, lots of Dominic Whirling, mate. (laughs) 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 It's Dominic Whirling on speed. Yeah, that's absolutely flying, wasn't he? But, you know, I, I think, Cosy, you dive back in with Jaheim Headley because, you know, he's come in oh. and he's... And what you want from your young players, and Phil, you know, we talk about you as well here from years ago, what you want from your young players is to come in, show some guts and some spirit and to take their chance. And he's taken his chance, hasn't he, so far? And you're going to have to be some oh. player to dislodge Jaheim Headley. You could almost name a podcast after him, you know. And he takes his chance. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, I uh, posted that I oh, mate, I went into touch uh, I spirits. I posted some stuff like on my social media, but the big one that has got honestly still goes like four hundred likes. The photo I stole from that press association of Edley's smile when it scored. It, it is one of the most beautifulest things you'll ever see. That is why we love football, mate. Because there's a guy living the dream. He's scored the winner in a massive game. He's a young lad. He's took a chance. He's bought a ticket. He's it. He's won the raffle. This face. How big is he, Matt? What an absolute man mountain he is. The guy he is. I wouldn't want to be able to play against him. He can surely only improve. It. It was a beautiful thing. That Blackpool. I would because it obviously were where we were in the corner. And I was thinking that on that Tuesday night, go for it. Come on, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it was a brilliant save from the Blackpool keeper. But yesterday, John Ruddy, ooh, pick that one out, Baldy. There's <laughs> 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 the hairy monster here. But yeah, honestly, Matt, it was just a shame. He obviously went off with a bit of cramp, didn't it? But might not have been a bad thing. Maybe, you know, Warnock would have probably put, put him off anyway, but the decision was kind of made for him. But honestly, mate, give me energy. Give me people caring. Give me people with a big smile and give me people who's like earned their Infectious place. Sir, kind yeah. of. He's brilliant, mate. And and like you said, I know a guy who, uh, you know, from Addicate, uh, watched him. Mate, they were like in tears when he left. And yeah, I know it's League Two, but it's just, it gives us an option, an unlikely option now. And uh, I just, yeah, again, I'm sorry, I'm criticising Chicho, but it like, I thought he missed a big trick at Wigan. I was so disappointed after that Blackpool game that he didn't give him his go. And uh and I think he were meant to look folly yesterday, Matt. And uh, but yeah, it's it's a nice option for Warnock, mate. And uh, it was just one of the great moments. Well, we haven't had many great moments this season, but that picture, he just brings a mm. smile to my face, man. Because he's living our dream, mate. Scoring a worldie with his yeah. left foot at the John Smith Stadium and keeping us with a chance of staying up. Delighted for him as well, Phil. It's it's there's not many better moments in football. As a as a fan, you want the kids to come through, don't you? And uh, you know, okay, he's not from Huddersfield, he's a Londoner, but, you know, he's been at the, the academy for a few years and that's what you want really as a fan. You want to see these kids come through and take the chances, don't you? And it's exciting, isn't it, when they do that? Well, the thing is, he's gone, obviously, like you said, he's gone all over the place to try and get experience and to try and improve his game. And and, and you can see that, you know, it's the, the, the improvement from that for him is great. And and I think, like you say, it's you've got to get your chance. You've got to take your chance. Um, my little lad compared him to Trent Alexander-Arnold. He says, you like Trent, Dad? He says, because uh, he's not great in defending. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, and, and he's probably right. And, and, I, and, I, and I wonder, I know you've, you've said what you said about Chico. I, I just wonder if um, he, he wanted to go in and, and, and kind of shore up the defence and make sure we, we, you know, in games like that, just wanted to make sure it was tight. And, and I'd yeah, ask so. about him, 1v1 situations out wide. And, and we've, we have struggled as a team uh, with that. We've conceded a lot of goals from wide areas. So uh, maybe that was the reason. But I think as a, as a, as a five across the middle, it's, it's ideal for him. And I mean, we're talking about Edley, but what about the ball from the keeper? Um, so bad. Yeah. We'll talk about Billo. We'll talk about Billo at yeah. the end as well. But yeah, brilliant ball. But what I liked was there were two things. I, uh, I was impressed with the first touch up. And, and his directness to, to go and have a go from that angle because a lot of people probably wouldn't they might try and maybe driving a bit closer and maybe square the ball I love the fact that he's had a shot across goal brilliant but the second and, and I don't know how because everyone were going crazy but they celebrated right in front of other players and every single player came down there and, and it just in that one moment you could see the togetherness mm. I don't know there was something that's gone on behind the scenes with Headley or what I don't know but they were all you could see 
how happy everybody was for, for that individual kid to score that goal. Uh, it meant a lot to him. And, and that was everybody you know, that came running from the, down the side of the pitch. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. And, and that, for me, was the biggest thing because you could see, just in that one moment, you could see the togetherness of those players because they all know they're in it together. And, and, and whether that's come from past, whether Fotheringham's built that a little bit, I don't know. Whether Walnut's come in and, like you say, is inspired within a couple of days, um, I have no idea. But that togetherness looked fantastic and, and, and it was all for that one lad and, and I really chuffed him in for that goal. Go on, pause round up, Jaheim Headley. Just can't really say any more than what's been said, to be fair, mate. I think, like you say, when you're, when you're new, when you're young and you, you kind of break into a team, you don't, you don't play with much fear. And uh, you know he takes that ball brilliantly. It's it's a it's a great long. It's, people just call it a punt, but it isn't. it's a it's a great ball from being. You love a good hoof, don't you, Paz? You're, you're yeah, a big I'm fan of the hoof. Brexit, especially in relegation, <laughs> get it followed. You know Brexit football, playing their half. And to be fair, he takes it beautifully on his right on his left foot. Sorry, and he controls it into into his path. Whereas a lot of people will maybe control that. You know, dead. But he, he knows what he wants to do with that. And you know, as Phil says, there's options in box, but no, he's, he's going to shoot and. I think um, on the video, I can't remember town put it out, but uh, the little dink off it, it makes like a right little dinker off yeah, it. Yeah, I love that little noise and, you know, net ripples yeah. and you can see crowd going wild. Because it's bang right, that moment there, he'll, he'll never forget that moment. No matter what else he was in football, that, that moment will, will live with him forever and rightly so. It was suggested think- as well, uh, Cosy, guys, that this should be renamed as the Headley Horn rather than <laughs> I'm not sure if we got quite there yet, but, you know, more performances to him and you'll have, a, you'll have your horn. I look at our squad, it's limited to hell, mate, but I just look at now in the last 15 games or whatever, which players can give opposition a headache? Okay, you can say about defensively this and that, but I'm just thinking, I know you can't say bollocks to defensively, oh. you can't, but, but I'm just thinking energy, people to beat a man, People yeah. to go forward, people to create something to score. We, we're desperate. We've, we've got to go for it. We've got to win matches. And yeah, he might cock up it against Burnley if he gets the start or what have you, but he might be back on it against stick I just, yeah, I, I just don't him. think we haven't got enough positive players. Maybe that's just because the old mentality we've had this year of, you know, it's kind of safety first and going in for the point and keeping it tight. And, and yet, but it was just refreshing and, and everything about the day, Warren. It was just, it's just a beautiful story, isn't it? And that as well. It was nice, it was nice yesterday, because I know you kind of say, you know, oh, bollocks to defence or whatever, but it was interesting when when the subs were made, it would have been so easy to to put a couple of defensive-minded players on to try and, you know, try and grind out that 2-1 and, and keep it at 2-1. But it went it went almost like for like, and he, he just put on Simpson up front and, you know, brought Knockout, who, you know, Unfortunately, we were playing for ten minutes, but we were playing were, against twelve men. Then, when knockout comes, on, yeah, they really, yeah. Have they been well, imagine, I mean, you know, imagine if you've just been you've just been <laughs> running around after uh, Ungo for for seventy odd minutes, and then like Tyree Simpson <laughs> comes on, you're thinking, oh, nice when he's gone off, and you see who's coming on, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm already knackered, and he's coming on. And it, it, it was just it was just nice to see that rather than oh, come on, we'll take him off and go one up front and put another midfielder in or whatever and try and stifle it. Well, do you know what? This is working. He's knackered. He's done what he's been done. Let's get someone else on there that can do the same thing. And it were it were good that from Warnock. And I know that that kind of brings you on to the, you know the the point about holding on and and stuff like that. But yeah, Birmingham came at us, but I I didn't. It weren't massively scrappy. I know in stoppage time when you know twelve minutes went up, it always gets a bit panicky after ninety, doesn't it? It's one of them things in football. You're on eighty five, and you know then five minutes you're fine. As soon as ninety goes up, 
for some unknown reason, then five minutes turned turn to chaos. But I thought we dealt with it really well. And uh, yeah, we did. We did. Part of that, where we had outlet balls, we could play up to somebody. And threat, isn't it? So, uh, Town, like I say, they, they maybe clung on a little bit. Bilokovic made a really good save from point blank, didn't he? he? Was he came out and spread himself really well. Um, my mate messaged me at the time and said it, it feels like they've forgotten how to win a little bit because 15 minutes wasn't they? I've added on time because Christian Bielik was, was injured, but 15 minutes must have been incredible. Must, that when oh, it put 12, torture, you, know, torture. you, think, you torture. think it's all about, well, though, I thought about yeah. eight, maybe eight had been a fair, yeah. then 12, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, but, I think the the brutal reality. Sorry, Matt. The brutal reality for me is our bench. The the bench is weaker than the players on the bench are weaker than what we've got, and it made our team weaker with the, the changes. That that's the reality of it, and that's why we're struggling where we are. I, I don't think we've got a strong bench, and it, it, any any ch- any attacking player we had kind of disappeared once all them subs came on after sixty five minutes. And and while we want hanging on, it, we never looked like getting another goal and. Uh, I just think Phil's that's pulling a face. We, I need, uh, we need to go to Phil because he's pulling faces here, and Ooh, I, I'm, 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 I'm reading his. I'm reading his face, and he's got something. To say <laughs> We're talking about like um, all the attacking like thing had, had gone. We put two strikers on, so we so <laughs> put two strikers on. So really, we should be we should be going. It didn't work. It, I thought it was poor. I thought it were two poor changes. Um, Done it that way. Hindsight is great, isn't it? But I, I just didn't think it worked. Simpson offered absolutely nothing up front. Absolute powerhouse, huge, and that ball bouncing off him. It was getting bullied by centre ass. Didn't work. And, and but the thing, Warnock's going to find them out. It, it, it didn't. It really didn't work. I thought it was poor. Um, but he's going to find these players out, and he's going to find out who, who's going to who's going to be suited to certain situations. For me, Wagon should have gone up top. Um, I'd have brought Diarra on uh, legs. Chasing people down, you know, energy. Um, Seeing Diara come on and uh, and take, you know, he's, he's, he loses the ball a lot. Diara, I don't know if he's the man for those situations for me. But but the higher up the pitch, when we're trying to crest and, and we're trying yeah, to maybe. teams and, and get them back up the pitch, uh, we just seemed happy just to just back. <laughs> uh, Headley got the man of the match. I thought Hellick would absolutely class. Yeah, he's uh, he's brilliant, and he and he was playing injured as well. He was unlucky yeah, and mate, yeah. He's he's head and shoulders for me, player of the season, Mikel Helic. I think he's I think he's brilliant. A real really, really big fan of Emily's, I thought Emily, I thought the back the lads at the back were brilliant. Um but like yeah, I just thought it, it didn't work and, and, and I hope he doesn't try and do that again by putting two strikes up front. Listen, so you've heard you've heard Neil Phil Senior says, Don't you fucking dare do that again. So. The, the two <laughs> fair, Phil is trying to find out about his players, isn't he? And 100%. like you say, Tyree Simpson failed his test, although that sprint that he had where he got ball, like that was the only thing that he did, wasn't it? When he like other guy that started him and five, over yeah. five yards, he's frightening because he's gonna bully people, but he, he just could not get all of the ball. He couldn't win. The ball. <laughs> 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 and I'm not saying he's a tremendous player because I, I honestly don't think he is. I think he'll be I think he'll do all right for us. Um played in the right way, but he he, he offered absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> pause, what, pause, what did I call? What did I call him when he signed? Just stood behind him. Look, <laughs> just look lost. Like it, it didn't look like he knew where to go, and that's why I thought you put Diara in there, who's, who, who's played in midfield in the hole before, and we can still turn them and get willing runners in behind. And where that, were Rhodes yesterday? Where were Rhodes? Yeah, he yeah, yeah, he's coming back from an illness, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah want, want, I saw him in before. I think and that's yeah. working so well, and he's what? What's he gonna? He's not really gonna offer as much in, in the way that Warnock was playing. 
And I think, I, I, I honestly, that, that's I loved it seeing those balls getting turned into channels. I, I've been turned into this Wagner, right? Let's keep it. Let's keep possession. Dead. <laughs> I'll tell you, long long dirty balls into the channel. to be a terrier. Oof, to be a All fans will shout, get rid! They're going to love it now, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. Yeah, Matt, another thing that the club did, you did, obviously you weren't nasty, but Rub it in again, because that's like fourth time you've made a reference to that. They made it a bit of a nightest day, mate. So they like all the music from the night. Yeah, I know. Which I thought were really clever. So I thought that was a good move. And yeah, I don't know where Rambo is at the moment. Has he on extended holiday? Has he been sacked or what? Where is he? I think he's away, now. I think he's holiday. Been away for months, but yeah, that was good from... No, he was quite good. Should get Rambo on the pod, actually, one day. I think he'd be quite a good... A good guess, yeah, one. Yeah, sued, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll be sued. <laughs> yeah. You have made no difference like, between him and Cosy, looks same. I want... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, Phil's Phil's opinion on Nick Belokopich, because this is a goalkeeper I, I really like. Um, I think for his age, he's, he's quite mature. For his age, I quite like how he's not scared to come for the ball. I think, cast your mind back to when uh, Alex Smithies was in goal, I think, about 10 years ago, when he was sort of a similar age, and Alex was very sort of, Skitty wasn't he coming for the ball? He'd come for something, wouldn't come. Then you know he was finding his finding his hands really, as as we'd say. But Bilokovic is quite confident, isn't he? He's quite cool and calm. He's quite unflappable. I think he's quite mature beyond his years, and he's a decent shot stopper as well. You can tell there's a lot that's going to come from him, can't you feel? There's a lot of growth potential there, isn't there? You know, as his body grows and adapts, and he gets sharper and quicker. I think Town have got a good one here. So, Polly Peg leg wanting goals. <laughs> the, tin man, the, t- the tin man, yeah, the great tin man. Um, so that was what great. What as, as I mentioned before, Cosy, he's offered absolutely nothing as well. Um, his well best pal. Did you watch Wednesday night, Phil? We could have been about eight 0 down. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. No, I turned it off pretty early to be honest, because it was absolutely diabolical. Um, well, well, I could turn it off sadly. <laughs> you've got about like what he's doing at the moment. He's, he's left home. He's from another country, etc. And he's and he's having to prove himself over in a different country, and and and, and you wonder whether that's kind of like helps this, um, you know, confidence levels, etc. I think he's brilliant, and one one thing that that, that I like about him is that he he keeps all of the ball. So if it, 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 his hands are really really good, so any ball's low, he's not trying to push it away. He's trying to keep hold of it. I feel pretty confident with him in the goal. You know, I always judge goalkeepers on those kind of edge of the box shots where it dips just in front and. For me, the, the the most comfortable I'll feel is when a keeper can take those balls dead comfortable. He, he comes for crosses. He's taking crosses in, in, in tight areas. He's not massive. Um, obviously, bigger, a lot bigger than me, but he's, he's not massive, but he's he's taking balls really well. His distribution's good. I know he's, he shanked a couple out of play here and there, but that can happen. Uh, and, and he had a couple of kicks in the second half, but he tries it in good areas. I like him. He's not, he's not a Lee Nichols where he's vocal and... But you can see that the defenders trust him. They hold a good line um, instead of dropping too deep onto him. So there's a lot of trust there. I like him. I think he's good. And, and I'm really disappointed that, that he... Because he, he'd started well and then he got dropped and, and the other lads come in. And even though the other lads started pretty poor, I, I, they should have put him back in. Um, but obviously, you know, um, Clem's doing he's doing a good job with these young keepers and, and they're learning good habits. And, and, and like I said, it's, it's, I was really pleased with his performance at the weekend. And... and 
I mean, I know what it's like to come in. And, and when I first made my uh, debut, it, it was at the end of the um, the season. We went down, and and it's it's pretty difficult. But there's again, when you've talked about it, it, there's no pressure on him. He just needs to go out and just do his job. Don't worry about what's going on the pitch down the bottom end of the pitch. It's absolutely irrelevant to a goalkeeper. He just needs to make sure that his 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 communication is good. He's commanding in his area and his hands are safe, and that's literally his job. That's it. Um, he was good, Philly. He was so good. They were, they were a really interesting bit yesterday. They were, they were, Australian players, uh, as, as people, they seem to be really relaxed. So there were a funny incident yeah. yesterday, I don't know if you saw it, Pods, where, again, thick Birmingham fans, so the ball went in their end. And they and uh, I think it was when they injured it to protect, it wouldn't have mattered. They couldn't have got the game going, but yeah, so yeah. Bilokovic went over and he just he just signed a kind of laid back and just smiled and I just looked at that I thought this is a guy here who's really relaxed this is a guy here who's really kind of content with life and any Australians I've met are always kind of seem to be the same obviously our last Australian I know Adam why uh, Jason Davidson before but we've we've had some interesting ones but I just thought this is a guy who's taking it all in his stride and like you said there Phil it's a relegation battle but it's not like we're mid table where you know you can get away with an error or two and. Uh, yeah, well, Maslik's been obviously not fit, not right. But and I, I, I questioned whether we needed to bring anyone in. I, I would have stuck with him, uh, Phil, but I can kind of get the craving for experience. We're obsessed, I think, in this country with experience, this and that and the other. But to me, it's about ability, man. And uh, he were doing a decent job before, so I was disappointed he lost his place. But fingers crossed, uh, again, I'm assuming Vaslik won't fit or were it a Warnock choice? Is that because he didn't really give much away, did he, with post match? Everyone would. He wasn't on the bench, like, was he? Which, which. I don't know. No. I don't know what that says, really, because Vatslix wasn't on the bench and it was uh, Jordan Smith, wasn't it? It was on the subs bench. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he is injured, but... Yeah, no, you know. it was nice to see. Nice to see. He looks, yeah, really pleased with him, like Phil said. Yeah. Like I say, as a keeper, you don't want to be up here and down there. You need to be, you know, around here. And, and then, I like um, bothering him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <Mark>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A credit, to, credit to his Australian <laughs> family, yeah. <laughs> credit. <laughs> Yeah, the manager said that today. I, oh, what? I don't know if it was Ten or someone on another day. I was like, man. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just learning. Yeah, but think his record day might have been different, Matt. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I think the last note I've got on the game is just a big, like, because he's uh, mentioned Danny Ward already, but just a big, Big credit to likes of Danny Ward, Helic, and Hogg who've played through credit injury to there family. to, to get yeah. us through. Yeah. Credits to your family, guys. Credits. <laughs> so uh, we'll move on from Birmingham. Great win. Uh, needed, desperately needed, and we'll go to uh, as good a win that was, oh. uh, as bad a defeat as maybe you will see for a long time. And one uh. human being, one sorry human being, got in his car, drove down to the potteries, parked in that rancid car park, walked to the well, ground, I didn't, paid I money. A, I went on a coach paid. from the club, but uh, all right, all right, maybe not. Give me I'm, a I'm building you up here, Cosy. But tell us about your day out to Stoke. Well, the biggest thing that were noticeable was the away falling was appalling. And and the town fans has always gone, I, I don't know what it gave out of numbers, but there can't be much more than 350 there, which Stoke's only two hours down the motorway. And that, I just thought, wow, the team. And, and after Wigan, I was really surprised because we took a couple of thousand weeks. It was almost like to me, the fans had said, up yours, town. We're, we're done with you. We're, we've lost our connection with the club. And you've only got to look at yesterday, the fact that Stoke went to Blackpool and lost. And... So when I went before the game, I was chatting and this another good thing they ever got supported by were amazing, like bolted into the stand, everything you'd want from what we've got, like old memorabilia, screens all over the place, quite cheap beer. It was just like everyone together. And I got to chat to a few Stoke fans. He says, oh, you're going to win today. I was like, 
what are you on about? I says, have you seen the table? I says, I says, we're in a false <laughs> position. I went in a false position. I said to one of us, what do you mean? I says, we should be bottom, we're second bottom. And uh, so there's no way we shall beat Stoke and I. And obviously I don't bet, so I'm going to do it. But says, mate, we're garbage and we want Neil out. And the fact that we lost 3-0 and, and it was horrendous. They were, ga- I thought Stoke were They were crap, weren't they? They were, yeah, they yeah. lost to Blackpool yesterday, which says a lot. And, and yeah, it just, it was depressing because we just died. We, it was almost like we mentally just shot to pieces. So the fact that Warnock were going to be coming as well, that's what made it more disappointing for me that obviously yeah. it had been announced. It was on just the, final, on the one final day off, wasn't it? Yeah. Almost. Part of me wants to be mad with Chico, but then oh, oh, where do you draw the line? We've, everyone's going to go at these players and, you know, we've tried different things, but it was just the fact that we had nothing to offer going forward. And yeah, there's not much we want to go on about the game, but it was just. Uh, yeah, it was just a dismal night, but just kind of just something going out to sports. But I really hope it's something that the club consider if we ever get the you know the, the chair Tell back us, and the new ownership. For those uh, for those that aren't sure, so you went down to Stoke and there's like a supporters bar there. Yeah, just tell so us, just just explain it. And so for people that are listening who didn't go, what what it was like? Yeah, what it so what it was because like anyone's beaten Stoke before, and it was a bit of a trick to get anywhere to a booze and it's home and stuff. So I had a walk around the stadium because we got there nice and early and. There was a spike called Delilah's Bar, would you believe? And uh, so I thought, I didn't, I didn't want any colour, so I thought, I'll try and get in here and that's well. And they were like, you have to pay £3 to go in, but I, I was chatting to a guy, so like, you're a member at Stoke or what have you, or you can pay, I think, a little bit extra season cards and get into this bar. But it was incredible, Mike. Like it was just like somewhere where you'd go when they want a match. So a massive supporters bar, you had like BT Sports Sky and another chance so you could watch three different games. Uh, they were serving beer in a glass, which I know a lot of people got issues with when it's plastic and stuff. So I was quite surprised at that. And But that's a big thing in Yorkshire. I know that. No, we were not drinking out of bloodstream. So you've got all that. Mm-hmm. But basically, there were supporters like just meeting up and talking and stuff. And, and our, there were quite a few Stoke fans I was chatting to. Like, they've come from all over. So a real meeting place. But again, it was somewhere you could go after and the income goes to the club. They were serving food and, and, and it was quite cheap. And it was just... Everything, it was really, really good. It reminded me, uh, like, uh, uh, sorry, you'll get me mad. What you're also, about. like, Leeds Rhinos have got a similar thing in their stand. It's a, it's kind That's of a good. place. Yeah, I've seen it. it's good. It's somewhere you can have like a band on before, or I know at the Rhinos, like, they have like ex players kind of commenting and stuff. And I know that they have that, but the town, it always seems to be the corporate end, doesn't it? You, you know, Phil, you're always in there, you know, but they get an ex player in there. But why not? <laughs> not why not? Schmoozing is Phil. A story yeah, about. Wouldn't it be good though if you had the next player kind of down there, half past one on a Saturday in this supporters bar, and is the gunner going to give top 10 minutes chat a bit of shit? I don't know, we rambled. Just the stuff they get copied. Well, we we had that a little bit, didn't we, with Canal Side when when you could go in there? That was, yeah, it was small. It was small, wasn't it? And it was difficult to get to the bar, and there was a lot of complaints about getting served and stuff. But you would like to think there's potential around the ground to do something like that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, there's Even no was... road walk now, nah, nah, Matt, because that was another thing yeah. I, I went, because I got a bus, I kind of got there early, so the, obviously you've got the, the cost, but you've got nothing at the cinema end, so to me it makes so much sense, but maybe it's a pipe dream, a bit like HD1, but I just came out of there thinking that that is it's good, and obviously I did, I did a bit of German football the other week, and it's similar to there where people get to their grounds, you know, two hours before the match, you'd never do that at Towns, would you? And I mean... I know it was kind of a botched effort because obviously we got booted out of Canal Side as a fan group, but the, the thing they had behind the South Stand at the old golf range, did you call it Chernobyl or something? But like, uh, <laughs> I won't say. No, that was Leeds fans who said it was like Leeds Chernobyl, fans. But yeah, that, I mean, it was they went wrong cold though. Cold and pretty, pretty, pretty grim place, really. But I just, uh, it'd be lovely to have something like that. But that stadium, when it 
Um, it's another argument for another day, isn't it? But it's it's kind of needs so much doing on it. And it's I'm a good, it's a good blueprint, isn't it, for that. for clubs for similar clubs to follow, isn't it? But Phil, yeah. Phil, you got um being being a bit of a high roller at Huddersfield Town, you uh, you were invited into the White Rose or you were in the White Rose Club and you got yeah. invited to speak, didn't you? How did that how did that go? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was brilliant! It was class. Um, I went, yeah, went in. Boothy were boothy were boothy as usual. But um, I took <laughs> I took three kids in with me because I, I take them to the game. So put a couple of couple of cokes on on Boothy's tab as you do. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be so, after that. Hopefully, hopefully it comes <laughs> out of his pocket. <laughs> so can you come in and can you come in and do like after game speech? Say yeah, no problem. I'm down at game anyway. So I went in. Um, Dale Tempest were covering Rambo. And I sat down with Dale and I and had a good chat with him, um, call with him. And I says, I says, how long are you going to be, Dale? He says, oh, about five minutes, we'll get you on. Yeah, yeah no problem. So Turton came in and, and did his did his um, man of the match speech, etc. And, and then and then Dale turned around and said, right, so hopefully we'll see you all at the next home game at Birmingham. <laughs> 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 and then just walks off. And I'm just oh. sat there like this. <laughs> you don't want to speak to him then. I love so, that. It's like absolutely pointless, and I was fuming because uh, rugby union went on. England were playing, and and I wanted to get home, get to the pub so I could watch the game, and then yeah, I missed it all. I think I got about fifty minutes of the game. It got stand at car park because Booby got me a, a pass, and there were bloody you were massive queues to get out. That was horrendous. What a day! Great Northern Street, Phil. That's where you want to park, mate. Yeah, get away well, quickly. That's why Pozza spends way too much time on Great Northern Street. You've got to be careful on a night match, that's all I'll say. Especially if kids Matt, are about. <laughs> Matt, I should have looked at your agenda before, but we've got a little section to talk about this relegation battle and everything, haven't we? Yeah, get on to it if you want. We'll get, let's get going. Yeah, so you know what? I, I, God, this is going to bring it out of isn't it? But I watched, I don't know if anyone else watched yesterday, Millwall versus Sheffield United, but the quality of the football was sensational and we've got to play them too. We've got Burnley to come who had, you know, and I know free hits and blah, 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 but I just think, Phil, you posed a question last night on, on the Twitter and is it too late, the Warnock? It's, oh, I don't want to burst his bubble because I, I, I put a tweet out sorry, I thought we were finished. I, sorry, after Stoke, I thought we were done. And and I'm grateful for the win yesterday, but I just feel we've got to, we've got to take six points of them Bristol Coventry games. I, I, I don't think even Ford's enough at, Surely we ain't going to get anything on Saturday, but I just, it just worries me that I'm running. I were, again, you get drawn into stuff. I was looking at, you don't go to plan, does it? But I look at Rotherham's running and Blackpool's and Wiggins. The biggest problem, everyone's on 30. It's incredible, isn't it? The, uh, the table. And, but the biggest difference is our running is absolutely stinking. But, and, the, and as much as it was great yesterday, we had a bit of fortune. And I think what I'm trying to say, I, I, I want to say we're going to stay up, but, I, I think Definite. I'm, you know what? Because there's, there's on, a player in these situations, and, and, and you can flip it and you can talk about um, like going for promotion as well and having all the best teams to play. Sometimes that's the best thing. Sometimes because it focuses mm. you a little bit more. Um, you, you, I mean, you're taking it serious anyway because relegations, you know, but sometimes you, you, you focus that a little bit more, and, and we, we might find it's, it's a game like Saturday where we're hanging on. And, and hanging on and hanging on, we might nick a goal. The, the, the only positive is, is that we've got Warnock, and and with his mm. experience, his know-how, that's the biggest positive. Um, so, but but I wouldn't. I I 
I wouldn't want to look into too much in terms of who we got to play. We played Wigan the other day, we were crap. We played Stoke, they're crap, but we still lost. So all these teams in and around us that we that we get to play, Rotherham's, etc. We might not even beat those. It might be it might be the other way around. We might start picking up these wins. We might start with Burnley next. We might get a freak win where we just pull it out of the bag yeah. and then. And it, the, I mean? the, one th- the one thing I was thinking, Phil, and again, I, I, I don't know if it was just a, gr- a dream that I had, and by the way, it wasn't one of those kind of dreams. But can you imagine <laughs> Sheffield, Sheffield United at home, Phil? He'll be on Sky because of the Warnock connection. He'll be full house. It'll probably be a inside kick or whatever, but. There'll be no one giving us a prayer. Can you imagine if we like went one up and some that's what excites you as a fan? You just something incredible could happen. That the reality is looking at Jay and Sharp and, and McBurney and that you think, but you never know. Do you can you imagine just winning one of those? The place would be the atmosphere that it, it excites me. I just don't can we just stick in there? I just see them two games though coming up, man. I don't know if you agree, but I just feel we've got to beat commentary and we've got to beat. I think so. I think Coventry are decent walk. as well. Coventry are very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's and this Wagner's Norwich coming. Wagner's Norwich is starting to falter. So even though they're up there, they're, yeah. they're, they're potentially beatable. Carlos is West Brom, but I, I agree with oh, Phil says. What what Phil says? There's a lot of teams up there. The pressure starts ramping up at the top now, and mm. they make mistakes, don't they? And you know the teams go there and put men behind the ball and they start getting desperate and all of a sudden one long ball and Joe Hung goes in and one nil exactly. and they panic. It's, it's a cat amongst the pigeons but I've been saying for yeah. months now that I still think someone is going to drop from the middle right in. I've been saying this for ages haven't I? Uh, and I was looking at QPR for a while because they've won once in 18 and they are dropping slowly, slowly, slowly. But it seems that they've kind of woken up and realised that they're uh, sleepwalking mm-hmm. to relegation. Where have we heard that before? And um, they've sacked Neil Critchley, but I'm looking, I'm still looking at like Rotherham, or the Rotherham is set there. So I'm looking at Reading, looking at Birmingham, and these teams, and thinking, do you know what? It's just, just an injury, just a like we've had terrible luck with injuries, and you know, it just needs to hit you at the wrong time, doesn't it? And all of a sudden, you, you drop right in, and, and then you panic, and you don't have much time to sort of fix things. So I still think someone's going to drop right in late on. I've just got that feeling, I'll be honest. And I don't know who it's going to be, but. It's it's all to fight for. I mean, I don't think we had much of a chance until Neil Warnock came in, but now Neil Warnock's here, and he's so good at taking the pressure off, isn't he? I I, I did yeah. an article, didn't I, last week, and I still think it's a little bit too late that we've made the change. I, I think it's six weeks too late. I think if it had come in six weeks ago, Neil Warnock would be would be heading off to mid table by now. But hey, it gives us a chance, and it's a fighting chance, and there's so yeah. much riding on it as well. We t- the thing that hear, I hear rumours of these takeovers and how much how important it is to be in the championship, etc., for them, and and all this. And there's there's a lot, you know, it's not too over the top to say that our entire future rests on, you know, trying to stay up this season. It's so important. I love, I love that, that interview. That's I clippable, that. is it, Phil? Is that clippable, Phil? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that bit though. That one. That I must. It got me juices flowing last night when he said. I said to the lads, I looked in there, says, they believe. I, and then they were like, you've got to die for three. All that kind of stuff. I know you might, you'd probably play at the gallery a little bit, but I just kind of thought, back on my mind, I've been kind of written it off and still thinking we're up against it. And could we? You know, it's just exciting, isn't it, now again? Uh, where, and like, do you know I what? I, dying a death, mate. Do you know what, Cosy? I love Ronnie Jepson as well. I've forgotten how much I loved Ronnie Jepson as a player. And he comes back and he's oh. the the video at the end and you can see Neil Warnock celebrating, but all you can hear in the background yeah. is Ronnie Jepson going, fucking get it, effing get in. Yeah. Rocky Ronnie Jepson, Matty, oh, right? Love going, him. Love him. Mods and he were going, wasn't it? That 
That banner yeah. with Ace Pods, I thought that was a good idea whoever did that because yeah, yeah, it just set the tone, didn't it, and that as well. And Because uh, a lot of them young lads won't, won't realise that they, what New One Up were about, but obviously we we were, as we did. Do now. But that's that's it really for the um for those dropping in. Any any other business guys before we uh, set the world to rights? No, for this it's week? just there's, there's games this Tuesday in there. I noticed uh, for the teams around us. So it's uh, I'm afraid it's that time of the season. We had it last year when we were going for the other end of the table where your, your Tuesdays are going to be spent on sofa score or whatever that you get your flash <laughs> score or whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's. Uh, but I know Brian and I've caught the great man Phil. But it's what we do that counts, mate. And uh, Yesterday it counted a lot, but you know what, Burnley, I, I'm away, but like that won't be a bad one to go to because yeah, they should be. It's easy, but that's can you imagine? You know, can you imagine if we uh, could do yeah. that away end if we got a late equaliser? It'd be absolute amazing, wouldn't it? But that's why you go in it, really. The hope, <laughs> see that, that I think that typifies it because last week, Cosy, you'd be saying we're going to get arsehold here six, oh, seven, eight nil, Wigan, and now, yeah. and now we're talking about potentially going to one of the best teams the championship seen in the last yeah. 15 years. No, nicking, nicking things, yeah. so it just shows that the hope's back, isn't it? With with Huddersfield, Phil, the training ground tomorrow will be like a party zone, won't it? Cards coming down there, guys will be buzzing, won't they? 100%. Like, honestly, it's you. I just like you've mentioned Ronnie Jepson there. Like you've got two people right behind you there who are going to give you everything. Both of those, the, the coach, the manager, and those players will be they'll be full of confidence, they'll be full of beans. Neil Warnock will have his arm around loads of people. He'll be he'll be having a laugh with everybody. Um, it'll be yeah, it'll be it'll be a much different place. But it's bloody hell, it's a long way to go. Um, let's not you know it's it's one one good result, but. Um, it's going to help massively. It really is going to help massively. I love the fact when he turned up and he, and he mentioned about um, Hoggy. He says, we don't have many leaders. I love that. I love that. Like a bit of reverse psychology. We don't have he, many leaders in the club um, and Hoggy's going to have to help, mate. And, and, he, and he put it out there straight away, didn't he, in terms of like, he's going to be one of his key players because Hoggy's coming for loads of stick this season and, and sometimes rightly so. I mean, he, he made an error at weekend, didn't he? And, um, but it's it's time for these leaders, isn't it? And, and Warnock's definitely one. I was watching a lot of him yesterday, but, uh, Phil. You'll have been in that stand, but he were, the fourth official were getting it. The, the, everyone were getting it. Anytime they were breaking play, we're getting people over like Matty Lowe and Knockout. Everyone yeah. were having, were having a little word in people's ears. He yeah. was brilliant, mate. One of um, He was encouraging people who were getting the crowd going. He, he was doing about 84 different jobs at once. It, it was brilliant. Oh. He's such a showman, isn't he? And, but it's infectious, isn't it? Because it's just like you just people that give a shit and, and those players it, it, it just reminds me I was sat there watching it and it just reminds me of Jacko those players are going to want to play for him they'll, they'll run through a brick wall for him because of the way he is because of the way that he'll treat them he'll, ask, he'll be asking about the personal lives he'll be talking to him about day to day stuff telling them how good they are how much he needs them all that kind of and, and it's right because he does but those players will, they'll absolutely buzz off it I'd love to see Matty Pearson's face being coached by him Matty Pearson I love him he's, he's himself sort of, sort of manager in here Roughing at mouse, growling all over. <laughs> Get me in that you know, team. That what he said about Will Ball made me laugh because I was raging with it. And, and at the time, some of the fans were clapping him, and I couldn't believe oh. it when they're clapping him down tunnel. And to be fair, there were a lot not. And but he was brilliant when he said that. When he said, "I couldn't get it," it's like William Boys like mad. You've let us down. You're clapping the fans, and then he just carried on back to his normal mode about talking about back in the day. He just. He's just clever, isn't he? And for 74 years old, man, if I'm still around at that point, he's just, honestly, you're thinking, should be in an house in Cornwall or on the beach or whatever. And he's, 
He's in the battle and, he, and he's absolutely loving it yesterday. Saying, we're loving it, mate. You were saying about like him getting into like four officials and stuff. Do you think, like, I, when, while I was watching the game, I was just thinking about this, but do you think that that could hinder us at some point as well? Because he's got that reputation, hasn't he, with, with some of the officials? I don't uh, think it will, Phil. I, I did a, a show yesterday with Keith Hackett, who uh, he's a big friend of Neil Warnock, and he were mentioning about when Warnock were in the Premier League and stuff, when Keith Hackett were kind of in the referee association, or I can't remember what it, PGML or whatever it was, and he used to, Keith Hackett used to have a meeting with Neil Warnock every Monday, and they're like, and he were ready for him, and Warnock were like, getting his video, and like, you know, this is, you know, this is what's happening, but Keith Hackett were like, kind of, and they got on really well, so, because I would expect him, because I was saying, is it all a bit of show and stuff like that, but he was saying, the, the officials kind of wanted me what they like him. And I, and I yeah. thought that was quite surprising, really, because I thought, God, they'd hate him and stuff. But, but it's got to be psychological, Phil. There's no doubt that when you're, people are going to referee games and no new warrants there, it's going to be in back. It's not going to harm us, is it? It's not going to harm us, I don't think. I think it'll, it'll be more of an opportunity for us. But it's, uh, yeah, yeah, he's... And I always think fourth officials, why are they getting it? They've not made these decisions. But they were doing it yesterday because he thought we should have had a penalty and... Yeah, he, he mentioned it in his presser, didn't he? But I thought there were no way that would have penalty. But, but it's just little things he drops, doesn't it? Because if we don't get something to burn, he be like, well, that's two penalties we haven't got. And he's just yeah. smart, isn't it? <laughs> smart thinking. Yeah. Right, guys, I think that's it for this week. And this week, Huddersfield Town have gone back to the future. And roads, where we're going, we'll definitely need roads. And we'll need everyone else behind us to stay in this division this season. But most of all, the hope is back. And that's more than we had last week. Thanks, everyone. And we'll catch you again soon. Me with the points low. Players are a no-show. Staff getting mad and the fans even more so. Wave your hands to the outgoing man, Fotheringham. What a that? I got, you got, we got everybody. I've got the players who are scared of the goal. It's time to move your body. Huddersfield Army business, can I get a witness? Every girl, every man. Cowshed, can you hear me? Riverside, can you feel me? Don't forget Kilner back. I love Neil Warnock. He's great. And he's making me feel so nice. I love Neil Warnock, he's great, and he's keeping us up all right. Singing in the classes, football for the masses, couple of hundred quid for some backstage passes. Have a proper giggle, I'll be quite polite, but when Mark's in charge, you know we'll play. Shite! We're bottom of the league and we've got no plan. Time to move your body. If our only fucking hope is Mark Fotheringham, it's time to move your body. Running town isn't easy. People just tease me, said that I'm the wrong man. But Riverside, can you hear?
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.